0: Well, for the first time in season 2022, we didn't get a winner or a loser on Friday Night Football. Coming up, we hear from our experts and both coaches as we look back on a dramatic and chaotic Richmond Fremantle draw at Marvel Stadium. Pierce drifted down from defence to make himself dangerous. Handball to Clark. Couldn't take the shot, but he does. Handball to Ace, who screws it back. He
1: made terrific contact. So, Freeman will have a second snap goal. Turned over to Young, he gave it to Henry. Improvised kick. Mundy, watch out! Pickett rapidly off the bench and got him high. Mundy plays it back oh. to Pierce. A grubber. A grubber, and it went straight to Bolton. You would not believe it. He can have two bounces and stroll into goal. That is a better gift than you'll get on the 25th of December. Bolter's got a good look at this. Probably got in each other's way, he and Edwards. But he pounced on it, Bolter, and snapped
2: a goal. He is the most agile of the three, and he shows it there and then. He gave up on the short pass to Brayshaw that was there, and flying by comes Walker. Hit the accelerator, took the yards, kicks it into the pocket. It's short of Darcy. It finds its way to Walters. Now would be a good time, and he slides it through for a goal. Tigers have it in the left forward pocket at the throw-in. Soldo down to Edwards, out the back to Sonsi. Yes, on the snap. He floats at home. At a soaring moment, his first in-league footing.
1: And now to Ralph Smith on the overlap. Brayshaw came for him, he kicked it quickly. Oh, great stuff, Cumberland. Soar off Pierce. Bottle mark, unencumbered, 20 metres out, 10 metres out. The Tiger roar. up into the third. And Richmond leads by six. Banfield meets it at full pace, gave it back to Collier, who kept on coming, The oh. Rioli tracked him down, dragged him down, and won the football. Banfield's tried to join them to even it up, Broad in the air, made this ball. Banfield gets his chance at ground level. Left cool. foot kick, it was coming back. And it calls through. And Fremantle respond and the score is tied up. We could be headed for another heady 60 seconds at the end for the Tigers.
2: Baker swoops it up. Kicks inside 50 where Bolter marks. The finest of margins. It's on the fingertips of Brayshaw, but it falls from his grasp. Minute 30 on the clock. Times up. He's been called to play. Oh, Good score! Charged down by Frederick. Even by Richmondy standards, that was bizarre. On the city wing,
1: they form up around the throw-in. Scores are level, and we're going to have a draw. It'll take something pretty amazing. It squeezes out the back. Pickett, surging forward, pokes it. Yes, oh. Cumberland! Just he outside the 50 in the He played on. Richmond have shot themselves in the foot again. <laughs> the most chaotic finish to the game. Cumberland took the mark just outside the 50. He is in tears. He can't believe it. Consoled by his teammates. He played on instinctively because... He may have thought he was too far out to score, which is fair enough. And no one quite knows how to feel. They console him again and again. And those words from Damien Hardwick
2: from last week are still ringing in all our ears. Richmond killing Richmond. The litany goes. Castagna, who either didn't kick the goal or get it over the top against the Suns. Smart arts last week. And this week neither Bolter nor Cumberland get their shots to win the game. One has the shot clock expire on them, and one plays on as the
0: siren rings.
3: Incredible.
0: Yes, what an incredible finish and that empty feeling that so often comes with the draw was felt by both Richmond and Fremantle at the end of last night's game. Two points each with Richmond having a couple of significant opportunities as you heard to score from Noah Bolter and Noah Cumberland. Bolter taking too long over a long set shot and was called play on, claiming later that he didn't hear the umpire's warning while Cumberland played on, not knowing the final siren was going to sound. So missed the opportunity to be the hero after the siren. Way back at the start of the game, it was Fremantle who made the early jump, kicked the first two goals. and The Tigers looked a little bit jumpy initially, but when they got going with a trademark goal over the back to Jack Revolt, they actually looked the better side. By a quarter time, it was three goals each, and the Tigers were moving the ball well. They had the edge of the contest, while the Dockers were marking and playing on more than usual. So into the second term, and the Tigers continued to send it from their back half to the front half more so than normal but they couldn't capitalize up forward in fact both forward lines looked a little dysfunctional the Tigers in the absence of Tom Lynch had both Ruckman playing down there with Nan Curvis in particular playing out of the goal square and struggling to adapt while Tabernard wasn't a factor in the first half for Fremantle Flostone and Rioli were important in defence for Richmond. Flostone playing as the spare and Young was impressive in defence. In fact, most of the Fremantle defence were on top. At half-time, Richmond led by three points. The third quarter was a strange, in fact, bit of a non-event with the Tigers kicking the only goal of the term. It was a memorable one, though, for young Tyler Sonsi in just his second game. But neither side could complete their plays with Fremantle, allowing the Tigers to use Flostone as that extra in defence. And so often, they were intercepting the ball that was coming in. Fremantle had their extra up at the stoppage, so they had the edge in that area but couldn't capitalise. The one significant issue from the term was Nathan Fife, who injured a hamstring and was subbed off with with Collier coming on and giving Fremantle a bit of drive. The final term was gripping, but littered with mistakes. Tabernard, though, finally took a mark versus Tarrant and kicked truly. Cumberland's strength led to a Bolton goal, but Banfield answered. And soon we were left in a holding pattern right to the end where the drama took place. So a draw was played out and that empty feeling. To analyse our AFL Nation experts, Nathan Jones and Kane Corns. You know, sometimes as they say in a draw, there's a winner and a loser. There
3: is no winners tonight. They're just not with what it was at stake for both teams. It's um, well, I played. I think I played in three of them, and it's the worst feeling. Uh, if I had it my way, I would have loved to see a result. I don't know what your thoughts mm. are, Kane. But um,
0: penalty shoot
3: out now. Oh, just there were only three
2: scores in the last quarter. They might have played another ten minutes and not scored again. Yeah.
3: Three scores in the last quarter. The opportunities that Fremantle had as well. Look, look at the safety still shed stats in terms of what the inside 50 number was in the last quarter. It was 16-9 Fremantle's way. They did have the game on their terms. Um, and late, I mean, they went for it as well. The, the kick inside to Brayshaw could have easily have come off and they may have been able to transition the ball. They defended incredibly well. Like... The last two minutes, it felt like it was inside Richmond's forward 50 for a while. That's not easy to do defend any score, let alone a goal, which which they did. The holding the ball on on Shea Bolton was was you know held on with 20 seconds to go. So yeah, both teams had their opportunities. Frios Tri- is the obviously the top four, but I think a win for them is the way they're going. They play finals. That's a huge step for their season, but. Yeah, now it's, uh, it leaves, for where Richmond are positioned on the ladder, it just leaves them so vulnerable. With the Saints playing West Coast, you'd think they'd win if they can find some form, and the Dogs are every chance against Melbourne. Come the weekend's end, they may well be out of the eight. Yeah, so next week for Richmond, Brisbane at the MCG, that shapes to be a, a big game. They're all I mean, they're all big, aren't they? And Fremantle will quickly turn their Melbourne. attention yeah, to Melbourne. So it doesn't get any easier for them as well. So oh, it was a good it was love the intent from both teams. It wasn't a high flying, high scoring game, but it's what makes our game so good. I mean you can still be entertaining. A variety of ways, and I was it was on, an odd yeah, second half, though, wasn't it? it really, but I was, was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like I was, like this is—I don't know. There was just a physicality behind the game, and a sort of a tactical battle that was fascinating. And as I said during the call, Justin Longmuir was probably going, "Oh, we're probably pretty happy with how tactically we went about it." It's a yeah. couple of those snaps went
0: through, and it was interesting though that they just didn't—not at all—try to equal up the numbers. No, with they must
3: have been really it. comfortable with the work around the footy and thought if we can just bring the ball to the ground, which they did better in the last quarter, we're going to get some opportunities. So, yeah, as I said, Griffin Logue dropped three or four marks inside 50. Tabiner dropped one as well. So, they, I mean, that both teams had their opportunities. I felt like Fremantle left a couple of goals out there.
0: And Nathan adjudged Hayden Young as the best on ground for his 31 disposals out of defence. Prestia had 30 for the Tigers, while Brayshaw had 28 and Sarong 27. Will Brody had 26 disposals, but also had a, a few moments as there were quite a lot of mistakes in the game. Flostone in defence with 23 and Cotchen with 23 also played important roles. So let's hear from both coaches as they reflect on the draw and what it means to their team. Justin
4: Longmuir and Damian Hardwick. Well, Justin, unusual emotions after that, but obviously a more positive second half. What was the key message to the players and take out from that uh, rather remarkable ending? Uh, oh,
5: yes, yeah, it's always a hard to, to sum up a, um, a draw. Um, yeah, really, we just talked about the process. And you're right, we got the process a bit better in the second half. Um, yeah, it looked a bit more like the game we wanted it to look like. Um, yeah, and I thought, yeah, that last quarter in particular, I think we dominated the first you know, three quarters of the quarter, and um, I think um, you know, the story of the night, probably for both teams, is just that finish inside 450. No one was able to make um, the most of their opportunities, and yeah, showed on the scoreboard. I think in total score. You, you mentioned you got back on the top in final quarter, but it seemed like, as you said, that the, the full delivery, especially, it seemed like something that was just plaguing you all night, and just even when you got on top, it just still. Wasn't improving in that form. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And um, yeah, uh, whether it was, we'll have to have a look at it on the tape. It's been probably an issue for a little bit now, where we just haven't been able to mark the ball inside fifty like we did earlier in the year. Um, teams are, you know, rolling back pretty hard and um, taking up space um, on us. So um, yeah, sometimes you just need a predictable entry. And I just, yeah, just thought we, you know, couldn't make any, any of those opportunities either. Um, Yeah, and sometimes against, you know, the the, the, the teams that bring good pressure, you just need to be elite with your skills and felt like we we probably weren't clean and missed some handballs that were were critical and, yeah. I mean, how important was the loss of, I guess, Rory tonight? Did it sort of really accentuate, given the struggles you were having? Yeah, yeah, I think so, because... Yeah, we just were one tall short. So, you know, we're probably relying on someone taking the contested mark, which he's been doing really well. Um, And it just allows us to hold our structure a little bit more when he goes in the ruck. And we've we've still got, you know, Griff and Tabs down there competing. Um, And that helps our smalls as well, because they get a predictable drop of ball. And, yeah, so we we just need to go to work on our method. But I at least thought we defended defended them a bit better in the second half. Um, Yeah, some pretty ordinary stuff in the first half.
4: Heartbreaking to see Fife injured. How was he post-game and what's the initial... Oh
5: uh, Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a pro. He had, he had a smile on his face. He got around his teammates. Um, yeah, we'll get it scanned and give everyone an update.
4: It's always difficult to sum up the emotion post-draw. It's unusual. But well, what was your message to the players just then, in particular, with the last 60 seconds or so? Uh, the last 60 seconds you can look at individually, but the reality is, you know, Noah gave himself a, a, a chance to win the game. The clock expired, but put himself in the right position. And you know, like last week, learn from it. Yeah, it is a it's a challenging one to set up. You know, we had ample opportunities. We had two shots, effectively, to to try and win the game. and Got zero points for them. It is an unusual situation. Do you game and train that type of situation at training? Like, did the players, I guess, follow what they should have in inverted commas done, or was it just it's just unusual? Look, it's unusual. That's it. At the end of the day, it's. 0.3 of a second by the time he hits his boot, so it's what it is. Have you spoken to, to Noah since the end of the match just to yeah, see how he's going. Yeah, we went through it and he's disappointed like any, any kid kid would be. But the fact of the matter is it's it's a part of the whole equation. You know, there's a number of things we didn't do that well tonight and there's a number of things we did, but you know, we can sit there and look at the last play, but you know, we made some some errors defensively and offensively that that cost us goals the other way, so yeah. Where where does it sit on the scale of last? the last three weeks have been pretty... You've had a lot of opportunities, but haven't converted. Where does this sit for you in terms of that? Is this better? Look, it's hard to say, to be honest. It's, you know, sometimes, you you know, the funny game to watch, I would say. Like, it it was, you know, slow and and boring, I I would say, at various stages. So, um, yeah, it was a challenge. So, we'll we'll digest it, have a look at it and, and find out what it shows. Hard to sort of say at the moment.
0: Played, obviously played Nankervis up forward more than he normally would. I yep. mean, it, was,
4: it seemed to be you just couldn't get it past that sort of half forward deep and create scoring opportunities, even though you are getting... Yeah, That's we, we were. We probably, you know, same sort of thing. I thought we missed a couple of opportunities as well. But, you know, Soldo was really good early in the ruck. I thought he'd get clear hand to the ball. And we probably didn't capitalise on, you know, I think our first position numbers in quarter one were like nine... Nine or ten, but only have three or four clearances, so we just couldn't quite get clear. But, um, you know, Toby, we needed a contest up forward, and that's what he provided. Um, Soldo's done reasonably well against Darcy before, so we thought we'd give it another look. So, again, the Tigers coming up short at
0: Marvel. This time, though, in a close finish, they get the two points. So on the ladder, Richmond are on 38 points. Those teams around them, though, the Western Bulldogs on 36, St Kilda on 36, Port Adelaide 32 and the Gold Coast 32 all have matches over the weekend. None of them look particularly easy. So Richmond could potentially stay in the eight or, indeed, the going could get quite tough from here. Fremantle's two points, move them up to third with the Brisbane Lions to host the Gold Coast Suns over the weekend and Collingwood also on 48 points with a chance against the Bombers on Sunday to go past Fremantle. The other issue out of the night that we all had an eye on was how the new interpretations of the high tackle would play out. It wasn't a major factor in the night, although probably one observation was Michael Walters seemed a little bit unsure how to go about when he had the football as he tried to work out a new approach. That will be a watching brief over the weekend. There'll be plenty to dissect and discuss in crunch time, so make sure you join the team. And, of course, all our commentators over the weekend on AFL Nation. But the round, round 19, has started with a draw. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um